I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. We all have a story to tell, whether it's a tale of triumph in the face of adversity or a heartwarming account of everyday life. Our stories have the power to entertain, inspire, and even educate. And when you have your story published, it can reach a wide audience and make a real difference in people's lives. So what is the value of your story? It's certainly more than words on the page. It's the unique voice that only you can provide. And that's why I'm excited to have on the show with me today, Kim Lingling. Kim is a fellow author and podcaster, has her own TV show, and is on a mission to empower others to boldly share their stories through her book collaboration projects. Kim is here to remind you that it's okay to be afraid to share your story with the world, but do it anyway, because there's someone out there waiting to hear it. And I pray that this episode inspires you to jump, as Kim likes to say, and publish that book, blog, or podcast. Why? Because you just never know how your words will impact someone else's life. Enjoy. Kim, welcome to Publishing Secrets. This is going to be a fun time. I'm going to go ahead and say that because I know that it is, uh, because I've had the pleasure of working with you on a couple of different uh, projects, and you always bring great energy to our conversations. And I just want to thank you for making the time to be here with us today and to share your wisdom. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Well, we've been chatting a little bit as two you know, fellow podcasters about this uh, fun and sometimes crazy world that we're in. What's really cool about you, though, is that you have so many different talents that God uses your voice in so many different ways. You write. You lead book collaboration projects. You have your own podcast. You have your TV show. You're doing all of these different things. So I'm curious, is this what you saw for yourself when you were a little girl growing up? Is this what you thought would happen? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. You know, when I was younger and you, you see your parents, and especially the moms, if they did work, it was typically an office job. That's what it was. I, I grew up in small town, rural America, little country town surrounded by farms and fields. And the parents that did work, the moms, they were office workers. And so that was kind of what you aspired to yeah. because that's all you knew. That's what you saw mom doing. And I, at a young age, took a different route. I went into the military right after high school. Mm-hmm. But when I came home, I went into an office position and ended up, you know, different, different positions and ended up doing sales and marketing and became a director and a manager and all of that. But it was always an office position. 
Mm. And the pandemic hit, which changed the world. Yes. And the doors shut and I lost my job. Mm. And I sat there and I thought, well, what the heck? (laughs) What am I going to do now? Right. Exactly. (laughs) At this stage in my late, my life, I'm in, you know, I'm in my early fifties and I'm sitting there thinking, this is not what I foresaw happening. What am I supposed to do now? You know, I've always had an income, What you know, Mm. what the heck? So I gave myself 24 hours to be angry. And Mm. I thought, you know, that's healthy because I am angry. So I gave myself 24 hours to be angry and 24 hours later, I woke up and said, all right, Kim, pull up your big girl panties. What do you like to do? What are you good at? What are you passionate Mm. about? So I looked at everything I did in my volunteer life. Mm. I am passionate about interviewing people. I'm passionate about helping veterans. I'm passionate about writing and sharing my story and others' stories because I feel stronger that they need to get out into the world. And then God just started nudging me, Hmm. said, start, start a collaborative book when grace found me. And he was very emphatic on it. I honestly thought I was losing my mind. I was hearing him. I literally heard him. You heard it. Yeah. Yes. And I was thinking, oh, oh, I'm losing it. And so, you know, he told me start this book project, a book. And Mm -hmm. as it went within three weeks, it had turned into so many people coming to me. It turned into a three book series. And so I went, okay, all right. Okay. God, I'm going to keep doing this. Wow. This is a lot of work. Wow. I'm really tired, but I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And then it was, you know, there's other ways to share your story and to share other stories. And I'm going, yeah. (laughs) What you got? Yeah. A podcast. I went, I know nothing about podcasts. Mm. Do it anyway. Okay. And then through the podcasting, I literally, Tam, I, I knew nothing about podcasting. I Googled and researched for two hours and then started my very first show. Wow. Yeah. I'm one that just jumps in. Jumps in. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have. That's what I've taken away from this. And I hope our listening audience takes that away because sometimes we we do we spend too much time i mean there is a balancing act right but but sometimes we spend too much time and sometimes we do need to just jump in right yes and i felt so strongly well and he was telling me the big guy was he was nudging me pretty persistently yeah i thought okay one of my life groups that i was in with my church one of the first ones i was in the name of the book that we were we were studying and going with was called You Can't Walk on Water Unless You Get Out of the Boat. Mm-hmm. And that has always that title has always stuck with me. And it kept coming to mind during that time frame when all of this, all these big changes were happening. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I kept thinking, well, no, you're I can't walk on water unless I get out of the boat. I have to jump. Sometimes God asks you to jump. And so I did, I jumped, I did the books and I continue to do more, which is awesome. It's been a huge blessing. The podcast has been amazing. I'm at 150 episodes now, which is just phenomenal Mm -hmm. to me. You know, I'm like, holy cow, I did it. And through that process, a television show came, became available where another Christian woman that I was a guest on her podcast said, have you ever thought of having a TV show? Said I never thought of having a podcast. <laughs> That's a TV show, right? <laughs> so she gave me more information and I, I thought and prayed about it for a few days. And then I was like, I think I'm supposed to jump at this too. I think I'm supposed to jump again. And so God's been keeping me busy. 
Yes, he has. He's been keeping me busy. And it is, you know, me being me, and I'm very honest. And I talk to God just like I, he's sitting right beside me. I'll be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, Father God, wow. All right. Can I, can I settle into these before mm. you have me do something else? Yeah. You and definitely. Some, sometimes it's a yes. And sometimes it's silence. Mm. And then sometimes it's just really an emphatic no. Yeah. Because I have this for you to do. Or, hey, surprise, I'm going to put this person in front of you. Mm. And they have an amazing story that absolutely needs to get out there. Wow. You know, and it's it's been an interesting journey. Oh, my goodness. And filled with, you know, blessings and laughter and quite a few tears mm. along the way. Yeah. We were talking about, you know, before we officially switched into podcaster mode, if you will, this, this assurance that we have as believers that, you know, life is crazy. There's all kinds of things going on, but we find comfort in our relationship with God. Now I know this, but everyone in our listening audience may not know this is that you, you didn't always have that. I mean, we all have to come to our moment where we get to know Jesus, but for you, this happened at a later point in your life. I think you said mid thirties, right? Right. My mid thirties. Um, so talk I, I was, to us about how that happened. Like, how did you come to realize that you really needed Jesus in your life? I, I wasn't raised in church. I had never read the Bible and never really thought about God or Jesus really ever. In the military, I, I went through a, a traumatic experience, uh, military sexual assault by two individuals. That's life altering. And for 15 years, that was locked away very, very tightly. I, I'm a professional wall builder. And uh, <laughs> if there's cracks or crevices, yeah. I get the mortar out and shore that wall up again because none of that darkness is seeping out. Mm -hmm. But the darn thing about walls is nothing gets out but nothing can get in mm -hmm. and life does continue to happen. And all kinds, by the time I think I was 33, all kinds of big life altering things were happening in my family and in my, my personal family, you know, so many big things, you know, death and loss and grief and just, Oh my goodness. And it was just seemed like it was one after the other one after the other. And I found myself on my living room floor sobbing, like, you know, ugly crying, ugly crying, sobbing. And I remember only saying, please. That's the only word I remember saying is please. And I didn't realize until later that I was crying out to a God that I had told myself for the past 15 years wow. that I don't believe in. Mm. And it was at that moment in the midst of that. I mean, I felt like I, it was, it, that was as far down as I could go. I, I didn't know how to move forward anymore. I didn't know if I could handle anything else coming at me. I was a mom, had a young daughter, had an aging dog that was ill. But at that moment, it was literally, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't. And I am not one who has ever said I can. So to, to be brought to my knees was humbling and scary. Very, very scary. And then I, I, I heard a whisper. Actually, I felt it. I, I didn't really hear it. I felt it. Hmm. And if, I don't know if anybody understands that, but that's how it was. I felt a whisper and it, the words were, but those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. And my thought was that, that sounds kind of Bible-ish. 
And remember, exactly. <laughs> I'd never read the Bible and that I didn't, I'd never, be, you know, I didn't attend church and I wasn't raised in church, but I thought, well, that sounds Bibleish. So mm. I thought, well, somebody gave us a Bible at my, you know, wedding somewhere in this house's Bible. So I, I got frantic. I became frantic looking for it. Wow. Yes. And brought it down and I went to the front, didn't understand how to find anything, flipped to the back. And I'm like, there's no table of contents in this book. There is no index. How are you supposed to find anything in this? And I, I got angry, mm. angry. I'm still crying, you know? And so I threw it away from me. I threw the Bible on the floor and it slid away. And then I, I felt that whisper again. And uh, I, at that point, I thought I was losing it, literally. Because I'm thinking, all right, how, how much farther down can I go? Now I'm losing my mind. Mm. And I, I reached forward and pulled the Bible, slid it to me across the floor and picked it up. And words, golly, this still gets to me even now. <laughs> um, words were, it was like they jumped off the page. They were so bright. And the words were, but those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. And it was at that moment, that moment that there was a shift, a little shift inside my heart and my head. And it's, it's still a process. I'm a work in progress, just like anybody oh. else. But it was that moment that that was a turning point for me. I started attending church, not regularly, but I started attending church and then it became regularly. And then I became a member of my church and became a member of the worship team of my church. And I was one of those people I always thought was crazy. I was standing there in the pews with my hands in the air, singing out loud and jumping up and down. And I always thought those people that were crazy. I thought those people were putting on a show. Mm. You know, and now I'm one of them. <laughs> wow. Look at that. <laughs> it, yeah, it, was a, it was a journey. So that was, gosh, well, that was 21 years ago. And uh, it's still, when I think of that day and that moment, I still get goosebumps. It still brings me to tears. And I think the tears are, they're, they're thankful tears because now I know who I am and I know whose I am and I don't feel lost anymore. And to me, that is amazing. It is amazing. And, and I just believe, you know, having had an opportunity, we'll talk about in, in, in a bit, to hear you share this story. Every time I hear you share it, I think about all the moms that are out there, the sisters, the brothers that have people in their family that they've been praying for and, and hoping will come to the knowledge of Christ. And sometimes, you know, because I have people in my family too, that, that I'm praying for, um, sometimes you start to wonder if it's going to happen, right? Because you don't see evidence of progress. You don't see God doing anything. So you kind of feel like nothing is happening. And every time I hear your story, it reminds me of how amazing God is and how intentional he is at drawing people to him in ways that are unpredictable <laughs> and that are custom to you, right? Like he knew what needed to transpire to reach you. And what, what is needed for you is different from what is needed for me and, and for the next person. But he knows us so incredibly well that he is able to find just the right thing 
to attract our attention. And then it's like this magnet. Like I could almost envision a magnet as you were talking, like just drawing you. And you you might have been like, no, I don't want to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drawing you like it's 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 almost uncontrollable. It, it you were getting drawn in. And I kept hearing you say things like, you know, you heard him, you felt him. And and those things are important too, because as important as the Bible is, as important as church and community is, we need that personal relationship. And it sounds like that's what really made a difference for you is it was that personal connection that you were able to develop even unknowingly. Right. <laughs> that, right. that sat you, that got you on this course. And so it just, I, I just, I, I just feel like I needed to say that for someone that's listening, you're praying for someone, you're believing for them to come to Christ. Don't give up, continue to pray. God is working. You may not be able to see everything that's happening, but God is still working because he loves them too. I know you love them, but he loves them too. And, and he wants them um, to come into relationship with him. And so let Kim's story encourage you that it is still possible for that person to come to know Christ. Now, I got a chance to, to hear this story because you were participating. You were participating in our first ever Speak Up competition. And I, I will, I've told many people that was not just as you talk about, it, it's not something that, that I saw coming. It was literally I was, you know, working on some things and this idea popped into my head to create an opportunity for uh, our community of Christian authors to be able to share their message. And I thought, well, I'm not quite sure how to do that. And I don't always jump in, but this time it was a, it was a jump in <laughs> moment. I was like, oh, well, okay. So I do have some reference points having participated in Toastmasters long time ago for many years and done some competition. I was like, okay, so I do have somewhat of a reference point for this. Don't know exactly how it's going to look, but let's see what, what happens. And I, I, I'll, I'll be transparent. And, and many people that know me know this. A lot of times I'm, I'm gauging what we need to do based on the response. So a lot of it was like, hey, let's put it out there and let's see what happens. And then I was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, people are signing up. Like, <laughs> I was one of those ones that jumped. <laughs> yeah, there was people jumping. They were signing up and they were saying, yes, I want to do this. And I was like, well, all right, then I guess, God, we're doing this, this speak up competition. And you were one of the first people that said, yes, I will. I will do it. And, and through that process, you uh, went through a writing phase. You went through a phase of sharing your story in a podcast type format. And then um, we're one of the final seven to go to the big stage and to share your, your story, which will be featured in one of our book projects. Talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, I think you have this great perspective because you're passionate about writing, but you also realize, hey, through God's revelation, hey, there's more ways to get this message out. I wonder if you could talk to us a little bit about why. You think it might be important for some that are listening to us right now that are really passionate about writing, but 
maybe aren't so much into, you know, podcasts or speaking. For you, what was the draw to kind of diversify your your skills? I love meeting people. And I I don't have a fear of public speaking. I know many people do. It's nerves or flat out fear. I actually love it. I enjoy it, whether it's in person or on the radio or on a podcast or television show or whatever. And through my volunteer work with veterans over the last, what, gosh, 25 years now, I've had the opportunity to speak on that project, the projects that we do for my veteran post on all those different platforms. And I think for people, you have a story in your heart, you know, your heart and God knows your heart. And if you feel that nudge, don't ignore it. Don't ignore the nudge. And sometimes you do need to step outside your comfort zone a little bit. You know, I love public speaking. And when the speak up competition came, I've never been in a competition for speaking, (laughs) but I public speak all the time, but I'd never been in a competition. And I will honestly say I was nervous and I wasn't, I wasn't sure how to deal with it because I love public speaking. So by the time it got to the finals and everything was live that day, I was so nervous. And I kept saying, Kim, pull yourself together, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I was so nervous. 10 minutes before we went live, I I was literally standing there sweating. And I'm like, I'm never going to get through this. Oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this without stumbling my words and blah, blah, blah. And I was praying. I'm like, Father God, just, you know, this story, for whatever reason, you had me go through what I went through. And maybe it's for right now, this minute, this minute in this competition, maybe it's just for these few minutes that I'm supposed to share it. The reason that I went through that to have the story to share. That was a hard point to come to because I, my nerves were getting silly. <laughs> you know? I'm like, what are you doing? My hands are sweating. I'm like, I need more deodorant. What's going on? <laughs> It was crazy. You know, that crazy. I'm like, oh, I'm almost nauseous. This is insane. Why am I getting so Why am I doing this? Yeah. But then, you know, my name was called and it was my turn to speak. And I think those first 15 seconds. Yeah. I think I stumbled a word or my voice shook a little bit, but then it was just like, okay, Kim, this is you. This is your story. You know it. Mm -hmm. Share it. That's how it came into my head. This is your story. Now share it. And then I just fell into it and just naturally shared it. So if anybody's got that, you've got those little nerves. Yeah, that's not fun. It's not fun to have nerves. It, it sucks, actually. It does. But you can just turn it to God. Turn it to God and say, God, how do you want me to share this? How do you want me to reach people? Might even might just be one person. Or maybe it's you yourself that needs to hear your own story said out loud. You never know. Maybe it's you. Yeah. Wow. Now that's a, that's a really interesting thought. Um, and, and I heard you say something a little bit earlier about um, the traumatic experience that you had while you were in the military and you had locked that experience away and weren't trying to go there at all. I'm not talking about that. Right. But sometimes God will challenge us to go into those closets that we don't want to open (laughs) and will ask us to open those closets and to share those stories. And 
I wonder if you agree for Kim, what I have found in doing that is, yes, it's tough to share those stories. It's emotional. Sometimes there's, there's fear involved, um, depending on the person, but ultimately there's a purpose that God wants to accomplish through your story. What I love about speaking is, and, and writing too, because it happens, I, I've heard people say it in regard to writing as well, is that people can see themselves or hear themselves in your story and it creates this connection. And then they start to think, especially when we tell the story of how God brought us through, it doesn't mean that it was all sunshine and rainbows and easy. It's, it's actually normally not the case, but when they can hear that God helped us to get through that situation and get to a better place, it gives them hope that they can make it through what they are going through and that they can eventually get to where you are. Right. But when we don't share that story, you know, I've come to realize with God's help that literally there's someone that needs that lifeline, you know, our writing, our podcast episodes, TV shows, whatever, our speech, whatever God has called us to, they are literally lifelines for people that are assigned to you that need, that need to hear it from you. Yes, there are other people that talk about this, but there's something about your particular story and the way that God is going to have you to share your story because your personality is unique. So there's something about it that's going to reach a particular person, a particular group of people, and they are literally waiting right. on us to share the story. How many times have you read a book or watched a show or listened to a podcast and it resonated with you so strongly, almost in a visceral way? Maybe it brought you to tears. Maybe it made your stomach tighten up because you're like, oh my goodness, that's me. If those people hadn't written that story, if they hadn't woven those words together in just that way, if they hadn't shared their story on a podcast and reached you, you never would have felt that and had a breakthrough. So if they can do it, why can't you? Somebody that's just, that's just my perspective. <laughs> somebody needs to hear that, that. That's exactly right though. But that's, there's somebody that needs to hear that because someone is listening to us and they're questioning whether they should share their story, if their story has value, if anyone will read it, or if anyone will listen to it, if I start my podcast, does anyone care? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, my thing is, you know, I feel scared, do it anyway. That's, that's just me. I know a lot of people don't think that way and don't feel that way. I'm, I'm just like, I'm a persistent person. And if I feel that God is nudging me, then I'm supposed to do something with it because ignoring them doesn't get you anywhere. And you just start falling into potholes and tripping over curbsides. You know, you know? that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. It's just, uh, you know, <clears throat> I've not been married, so I, I don't know this to be true, but I remember hearing people say all the time, guys say it's cheaper to keep her. Well, when it comes to God, let me tell you, it is so much cheaper in terms of time, effort, energy, everything to just do what he's nudging you to do than to fight, okay? Yes. The process that you end up going through because you didn't just say yes immediately is so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> just say okay. 
okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm afraid. I have all these concerns. I don't know. Where's the money going to come from? All that. Yep. True. But like, it doesn't, to your point, it's not like God says, oh, okay, well, never mind then. Like he doesn't do that. He's like, no, you're still going to do this. So I'm going to still keep nudging you. And, you know, like you said, potholes, all these things are going to happen. So seriously, it's better to do it afraid with God guiding you than it is to continue to fight because he's not going to let you off the hook. And truthfully, we don't want him to let us off the hook because it's an opportunity to partner with him in something really amazing. We're going to be blessed in the process. So we don't want to miss that opportunity. It's just, you know, it's our personal fears and struggles that are surfacing. Um, the enemy has his his part in it too. That's convincing us now. Nah, no one wants to hear it. No one cares. This any other. You can't do that. It's too big for you. You can't figure that out. You know all of those things, right? But God, if God has called us to things, then He's going to provide a way for us to do what we need to do. And I, when I think about all of your book collaboration projects. That's a perfect example of that. The first one, you're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And now here, here we are. There's multiple books you are preparing. You're working on your next project. And I'm like, wow, what if, what if Kim didn't say yes to that first book? Think about, I mean, let me ask you, Kim, how many people do you think have been featured in your book at this, in your books at this point? Uh, 50 in the first three people. And the one that I, and, and over half of those people that were in those books had never shared their story before. Wow. That blew me away. And I went, okay, now I see why you want me to do this, God. But it wasn't just that. Because since then, I get private messages or emails from people all over the country and several from different countries just to say, a friend gave me, gifted me a copy of this book and this one story just resonated with me so strongly. I'm, you know, thank you for putting this together. So, you know, there's 20 stories in the first two books and I think there's 16 or 18 in the third one. You might, every story in each book is not going to be for everybody, but one story is going to hit that one person. And the messages and emails that I have received, they, they literally bring you to tears because there was an older lady, 88 years old, out in Nevada. And I got an email from her and she said, I have each one of these books. And when I have a bad day or I don't feel well, I reach over and pick one up and open it at random. And without fail, the story that I read that day is just what I need to hear. 88 year old woman. And when I read that, and she even sent a picture of her holding the book. Aww. And I went, Oh my goodness. And for her, because she can't get out, she can't do any, I mean, she's 88, she's not in great health and those books keep her going. And I thought, okay, maybe she's the reason. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, Kim, why are you thinking of just one reason? God's got his plan. And I have no idea the changes that might occur through whoever that reads the book or books, you know, maybe they just read one story. Maybe they're like, this isn't my thing, but I'll read it anyway. You know, or my friend wrote a story in this book, so I'm going to buy it and I'm going to read it. And then they read other stories and then boom, their life is blown apart because all of a sudden they can see, (laughs) you know, Um, you never know. It's just amazing because if if I hadn't 
like you said, if I hadn't listened to that nudge and continue to sit there and think, oh, you're crazy hearing people talk, Kim. Um, if I'm glad I recognized and realized that it was God talking to me, you know, um, because sometimes you might think, oh, that's the D man. Yeah. He's saying something. But then, you, you know, you had that feeling. It was like, no, this is uh, this is the big guy because I can feel it in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it's making me it's it's a different feeling when, you know, God's talking to you kind of makes you nervous a little bit. And you're like, oh, my goodness, he's actually talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who am I? Who am I? I am like this little speck. I'm this little speck in, in, you know, in perspective of the entire world and all the population. I'm one. I'm like a little tiny ant, you know, a little grain of sand. Here I am. And he's saying, I got this big project I want you to do because you're going to impact a lot of people. You're never going to know how many. That's for me to know. But you'll find out someday when you come hang out with me in my house. You know, it's just you got to start looking at that. You have to start looking at a different way of not your fear. It's God's confidence in you because he chose you. And that is mind blowing. I'm telling you, it's it's it's. I am in awe each day, each day. I'll be like, holy cow. You want me to do this? You chose me. Wow. I'm a dork. I am just a dorky goofball down here. That feels like I'm stumbling along. (laughs) (laughs) He chose you. I know. So I'm like, holy cow. You chose me again. (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) Yeah, I I know It, it, it is kind of humbling, isn't it? To be chosen by God to do something that you know is impacting so many people. And as you were sharing that, Kim, I was thinking, wow, you're right. There are so many people that are going to, I won't say unintentionally, because they, they're they they're making a decision to, to buy the book, but they don't realize what is going to happen. They don't realize what is going to happen always when they get this book, because they're buying it because their friends in it and they want to support them or they happen to see it promoted on social media or, or what have you, but God is using it as an open door to be able to speak to them in a very personal way. And the lady in Nevada, the 88 year old lady in Nevada, she's been blessed, but there are so many others. And then I think about many of these participants, the collaborators in your book have never shared stories. So they are also being blessed. Their lives are also being transformed because I think we would both agree as storytellers, even when we tell those difficult stories, something happens within us as we are sharing the story. Yes. There's so, that. Um, could be a breakthrough, could be a shift, you know, a little door creaking open, you know, that you didn't realize you had closed yet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that rings, that rings true for me. So uh, that was one of the things I think initially that I didn't realize was think, oh yeah, I'm going I'm to help these other people with it. And he's like, no, no, no. For <laughs> 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 you too, Tam, you're going you're gonna to get something out of this. And that's one of the things of many that amazes me about God is how he can use, he can take one thing and so many people can be impacted by this one thing. Right. You know, and so it, it also is a great reminder as you're as you're listening to us, as you're thinking, oh, well, it's just this small itty bitty thing. It doesn't matter. But no, no, no. God has a plan for this story that you need to share. And there are so many other things that are tied to this that you don't even know are going to happen. And so the more you hold back, the more 
that you shy away, the more that you disqualify yourself, even though God has qualified you by calling you, then those other pieces, they're waiting to fall into place until you are willing to say yes. They're like spokes in a wheel. I look at it like that sometimes. I'm like, okay, so I'm just one of however many spokes are in this big old wheel, but it's all needed. All those spokes are needed so the wheel can roll the way it needs to roll. God's asking us to roll with them. You know, he's asking us to roll with them. And sometimes he's not asking, he's telling. <laughs> yes, yes. Because yes. he keeps bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you know, and I think I'm persistent in, in you know, trying to, to accomplish things that I feel that I'm supposed to. There's no one more persistent than God. You're right about it. He'll put people in front of you, circumstances in front of you. It, it might be a billboard. It might be a song on the radio. It might be a book cover that you see that there's just a word on there that you're just, you can't, you can't unsee it. You see it everywhere. You know, he's going to put something in front of you. It might be a sunrise. It might be a bug crawling across the deck on your porch. You don't know what he's going to put in front of you to shift your mind a little bit. He's pretty darn creative that way. <laughs> yes, he is. It's mind blowing. And hey, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad of it. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. You know, I, I think the older I get to Kim, the more I realize I really don't know what I'm doing. Like every day I become more and more aware that I do not know what I'm doing. And so thank God that God is actually in charge and I need to stop trying because I have no, I like, seriously, every day it becomes more and more clear to me you really have no idea. And I can't believe you actually thought, this is what I tell myself, I can't believe you actually thought you knew what you were doing. Like, so many things that are involved, so many things that are connected and this impacts this and like, you know nothing. And so right. you're so much better off <laughs> just surrender and let, let God do what he needs to do and stop trying to meddle and make this and that and right. that other happen because you just, don't know what you are doing. I think that's the other powerful thing about these book projects that you help bring to the world is it, it helps to show through these stories how God had this plan. All, all like we're going through it. All we can see is the pain and the hurt and this and that and the other. But but God knew, of course, the end from the beginning. And these stories help us to see that. God does actually know what he's doing. Right. Well, you know, here's a really good example. It was the beginning of the pandemic when I met you. Yeah, that's true. And joined on with, you know, the Christians Authors Network and on the Facebook group and, and joined literally, I was joining in on anything that you were throwing out there. And yeah. here we are, what, two years, <laughs> even maybe did. more later. Yeah. And I did my first ever speak up competition that I'd never been in a speaking competition before. I yeah. never would have foresaw that. So God, God put us in each other's paths for a reason. Right. And all the people that I've met through this over the last few years that I'm still in contact with and we're friends with, we've collaborated and done things with, we've been on each other's podcasts yeah. and we're all sharing the stories, others' stories, our stories, and it's all God led. I mean, look back at that. If that's not a super example, I don't know what is because I never would have met you. Literally, I never would have met you if a pandemic hadn't happened. Yeah, 
and, and, and wow, I could go on for days about how many other things had to happen to get right. me to the point that I was willing to focus on the Christian Authors Network as a community. The, the, the thing is, God is intentional in all that he's doing. And we just need to, like you said, just roll with them. We need to just roll with them because <laughs> he, he's got it all figured out. And then eventually we'll be like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like you said, that cracked me up. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> No, we have to, we have to remember that we don't know what our, what we're doing and we do need guidance and what better, what better place to turn for it than God. What better place than God? Oh my gosh. It's been such an amazing time talking with you. I want to make sure that our listening audience, they've heard about some of your projects. I want to make sure that they are tuned in and ready to learn more about your latest project. So talk to us about your latest release and where our listening audience can go to pick up a copy. We have, I've got a new, a new anthology coming out. It's called when hope found me and God gave me that word a year ago. So, and then he said, do another book. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> and it is, it is due to be released right before Thanksgiving. Uh, the stories are in, I've just sent them off to the editor and it's very exciting. And each, each story is amazing. Um, and it's so different than the other books. So it's, it's been really quite a journey and I'm so glad that I'm listening to God on that. So when hope found me, that'll be available on Amazon released right before Thanksgiving. And if you want to know anything about any of the other books, just go to my website and it's just my name. It's Kim Langling And everything's on there about my TV show, the podcast, and of course the books and where you can get them. So yeah. yeah. Join me on the journey, folks. It's, it's been an amazing ride and I'd love to have you love you have, have you jump on the journey with me because you never know where God's going to take you. Amen. Amen. So head on over to Kim's website. We'll make sure that we have it in the show notes for you to check it out. Make sure that you head there, check out all of the other projects, head to Amazon, support Kim in her latest project. When hope found me, Kim, it, it's hard to believe. I, I just, Every time I do one of these episodes, I'm like, how do, where does the time go? It goes so quickly. In the beginning, you think, oh my gosh, I got all this time. What am I going to say? And then you get to, you're like, oh my God, we're out of time. (laughs) It happens so fast, but it has been a blessing uh, having this conversation with you. And I'm just thinking about those who have heard everything that we've shared up until this point. And I want to give you an opportunity to provide one more piece of advice. There's so many things that have stood out to me about our conversation. One of the things that I'm taking away, uh, because I do have a tendency to do this sometimes, is to to overanalyze it. Sometimes you just need to jump in. So talk to me and talk to our listening audience. What's your your number one piece of advice for those of us that might overanalyze a little bit and and might overplan? Help us to get on this jump pattern that you have developed. (laughs) What's your advice for us? <laughs> I think I think I was born that way, honestly. But and I do, I personally know a lot of people, they they do overthink. They have to have many lists of pros and cons before I do this, before I do that. And honestly, prior to me coming to my faith, I was more like that. Overthinking, pros, cons. If you've got God on your side, you know, you're a Christian, you've got God on your side, open your heart. You feel a nudge and it makes you nervous. Maybe he wants you to be nervous. Listen to it and, and go with it. And just remember, like we said a few minutes earlier, he chose you. You might not agree. You might think that you're not worthy. You've got the D-man sitting on your shoulder saying, who do you think you are? 
And then God on the other side saying, well, she's mine or he's mine. And this is the task I've laid before them because only they can do it. If you can remind yourself of who you are and whose you are, write it on your bathroom mirror on a sticky note. Just remind yourself, I know who I am. I know whose I am. That helps me because I get nervous and I get scared, actually. A little bit of fear will creep in, which makes me angry. And then I'm like, oh, okay, Kim, it's because you're not listening to God. <laughs> you're letting fear, which is a lie. And that's all from the D-man. Don't let that overrule you. Just remind yourself. It's not easy. I'm not saying this is easy. Remind yourself. I know who I am and whose I am. And he chose me to do this, whether I think I can or not. And I'm going to give it my best shot. And he'll be with me the whole way. So jump, do it. You can't walk on water unless you get out of the boat, folks. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.